When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Yoshi. Our subject for discussion today with our guest, James J.R. Klein, is a leadership in crisis. What happened to leadership during pandemic, during this crisis? What are the learnings? How the leadership skill set, competencies, behavioral aspects change, cognitive skills, technical skills, social and interpersonal relationship, all of it put together. Massive change. What it was before the crisis, what it is during the crisis, what are the scenarios after the crisis is over? How can the lessons learned, utilized to facilitate a new form of leadership which can take the human race to the next level by creating performances which are unprecedented and lead with empathy and kindness so well learned during the crisis? Uh, our guest today, James J.R. Klein, is the principal of J.R. Global LLC, a consulting firm dedicated to facilitating global transformation through local initiatives that strengthen markets by addressing barriers to access by local residents. His focus is facilitating systemic change in the areas of water, energy, education, and health. He also serves as the CEO Emeritus of Finance Fund in Ohio. USA statewide social impact community development financial institution that moves public and private capital into low-income communities to improve the quality of life for people. He specializes in revival of local communities by centering on visionary leadership, attractive business climate, strengthening the workforce, and public-private collaboration. Mr. Klein's expertise in organizational management and leadership, strategic planning, cultural integration, and performance and measurement is recognized worldwide. Hi, JR. Uh, thanks for joining today. Interesting subject. Leadership in crisis. Absolutely. It's uh, one of those things that we have a tendency to uh, put in the back of our mind until it happens. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then, then we've got a, we've got a, uh, pull out those uh, rabbits uh, out of our hats to to get to the right place. Absolutely, and and you you and I have attended a lot of those discussions at various platforms, and you do it so well at the Oxford Leadership Club also. Well, leadership very important subject, but uh, what came out very clearly uh, during the current crisis, which probably has been the most unprecedented, uh, the pandemic. And it has really opened uh, a lot of uh, thoughts in people's mind that what really is the leadership? And uh, what you see is some people say this is the true case of checking out on who the true leaders are and what are the true leadership traits are. There are a lot of skill sets which are given in the books. There are a lot which are used in those kind of interviews for the leadership positions, the, what competencies, what leadership skills you need, and everything was made kind of predictable, kind of structured, what you need, but suddenly the pandemic opened that nothing can be planned in life. It's absolutely total out of control. Anybody who was supposed to be roaming around freely uh, was confined because they were fighting for it. And anyone who's not supposed to be roaming out freely, like could be between, I'm talking about animal and human being, the, with the lockdowns across the world, the people who are fighting for the rights to roam around freely, freely. And there, the, the, you know, there, there has been a lot of things said about it, thought about it, to be free in doing what you want to do, or somehow for some reason uh, got confined. And, and uh, it was none of the conventional reasons. And uh, the people or the animals whom we used to confine to have a look at them in a place called zoo or going to wildlife, selected areas, 
they could roam around anywhere. The whole, li- whole, whole, whole life saw uh, such a dramatic change that, that what you never saw, you saw. What you never felt, you felt. The way you never lived, you lived. And uh, there were a lot of upside. You could see a very clear sky. The water streams were getting clearer. Mm-hmm. And it did not happen in any one particular geography. But I'm talking about the learnings and the readings which you and I are getting the last one year. Yeah. So that opens a huge chapter. In, in, and, uh, and, and it makes you think, what is true leadership? And uh, how would you define? And how would a leadership react in a situation of crisis? Can it be defined? Is it really situational? Or is it a real skill set built in some people that, that will always react very nicely to the leadership roles in crisis? Even if they're not leaders, they'll take that role. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good uh, a good sort of uh, a frame for this kind of a discussion. Because I, I have a tendency to, to think that uh, uh, leadership is not having a right box full of tools. You know, it's it's not uh, it's not. Uh, uh, making sure that you uh, that you have this particular skill or this particular capacity, or that your style is this way or it's another way. Uh, what it is more is what you really what it really comes down to you to your. I'm going to call it introspection. What you really feel is important. Okay. Uh, and so we, we see a lot of that on both sides of the, of, of the stick, this idea of um, uh, leaders who talk a lot about what they're going to do when a crisis hits. Uh, you, have, uh, you have leaders who never think about what's going to happen if a crisis hits. But then you have leaders that simply continue to build their sets their skill sets, and and those aren't particular tools. They're in in my thinking, they're they're more of a way of thinking. You know, this I I look at what's happened in 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 this current pandemic crisis, and I see basically two uh, primary divisions of leadership. Uh, there, one division is those people that kind of think of one solution. Uh, here, the solution is going to be this. It's it's kind of it's it's the asymmet- it's the symmetric way of looking at it. You know, here we've got a problem. What are we going to do? Well, this is the way we've always solved that problem. Now, so we have to solve this problem the same way. You know, and and then you have another set that has a tendency to think about options. That sort of asymmetrical thinkers. Uh, who who look at things a little bit different, a little bit different from other perspectives. They have a tendency to uh, to accumulate and be able to identify what resources they have available in order to get to a certain objective. Uh, and those resources are not just supply chain stuff or uh, whatever. What it is is uh, that can be human resources. They can be technological resources. They can be your resource. Uh, your 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 uh, relationship uh, resources, but those kinds of leaders seem to me to be the ones that have been more successful and will probably come out of this. Dare I say, better leaders uh-huh. than than they were before they came in, because what they're beginning to do is they're beginning to turn their ideology into action. You know, you and I have talked about this idea about being forced into the future. <laughs> and, and I can't tell you how many discussions uh, you and I and, and others of our group have talked about leadership. You know, what, uh, you know, someday technology is going to do this. Someday globalism is going to do this. Someday uh, emerging economies are going to do this. At someday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then all of a sudden, it wasn't someday. It was the next day. Exactly. You know. Right then and on those steps. Yeah, exactly. And when we were into it, you know, you just, just, Take a look at one little example. Look at the workforce. What happened to the workforce? You know, we we had we had people getting up in the morning and 
and taking a, taking a shower and getting dressed and driving someplace where they sit and spent eight hours or nine hours doing things. And then they got into their car and they drove home and they took a nap and, and here we went again. All of that basically disappeared, disappeared. And so it was those, it was those leaders that, uh, here, now let's use a, a neurological term, a use, had, had connection with both the right and the left side of their brain. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just what has to get done, but it's how are we going to do what has to get done? Well, you, 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 you said it very correctly. If we had to divide between pre-pandemic and during pandemic, and let's say we are still in pandemic, uh, some part of the uh, United States of America are getting better, getting out of it, getting close to uh, safe communities. But overall, if you look at it, what changed? Because there has been a massive, massive change. And in today's discussion, we can frame it It'll be somewhere in between <laughs> the, what happened in the leadership and maybe beyond uh, on the right side, which I would say the, 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 the leadership skill sets changed the requirement change in the year 2020. So uh, there are various skill sets which were supposed to be an absolute necessity in pre-COVID world. Yeah. And not that they were not required during the pandemic, or they may not be required in future, but the intensity with which they were being used had to be tweaked, had to be aligned with some other priorities to make things happen when nothing was in control. So let's say, for example, uh, I, I would I would paraphrase like that. The kids would feel that the parent should always be in control of situation. They're in trouble, the parents would take care of. Similarly, a business will think that the leader should be in control and they should know what to do in every situation because they're more experienced. They're the leaders. They should be able to control it. They should be able to take care of it. Is that true? Now, the pandemic role that this can be doubted and doubted in a positive way. It cannot be done in a negative way because when everything is so uncertain, now how many parents had imagined or had lived through pandemic? Not many. Some of us have lived through some of them, these minor plagues, so minor flu situations. But the generation before us, which lived Spanish flu, was more than 100 years ago. You know, the the way to live life was very different. The way we live life now is again very different. But emotionally and mentally, the way people think about leader, if I may relate, is to, in terms of security, in terms of knowing what to do, it could be counted as close to a a family member or or kids looking at the the parents when they're young because they think they're the epitome of know-it-all. They, they protect you, you know, they take care of your needs, they take care of your physical needs, your mental needs, and they make you comfortable, and if you're in trouble, you go to them. You know? So things change so dramatically that the pandemic could make you think and challenge the basic premises of how we look at the life structures, how we rely on each other, and how important it is to have those connections where the the human values, the personal touches have played a role which made you remain together, remain connected, exchange of ideas, building decision-making on it. Now you cannot rely on, uh, well, you can collect the ideas and go to that authority. In this case, could be a leader or a parent, you know, and, and arrive at what could be the conclusion of certain actions which you want to take. So what we're going to do is, uh, uh, JR, we'll take a short break and we'll continue our discussion. We'll frame with what was in 2019, what changed when the pandemic came in, in terms of the skill sets. So let's continue after the discussions, after the break, sorry. 
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Tune in each week for the Labenthal Report with hosts Dominic Tavella and Michael Hartzman. The Labenthal Report keeps you in tune with market conditions, investment opportunities, and outlooks based on the stories and headlines to keep you in touch with your financial success. Are you picking the right financial path? Find out by listening to The Labenthal Report live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Uh, welcome back. You're listening to Global Business uh, with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me... Uh, J.R. Klein, and we are talking about leadership in crisis, how the leaders should behave when you are in a crisis situation. So, J.R., uh, we had a very good uh, first segment. I really appreciate your feedback. Very good discussion. And we ended with a little bit of discussion on what has changed in terms of skill sets between the the year 2019 and 2020, reason being 2020 suddenly saw uh, the pandemic, which made us think differently. So I'll take a few minutes to, to, to set uh, the framework on left hand on one side, one swing of the pendulum. We go back to the original leadership traits, quality skill sets, competencies, which were, as you mentioned in, in the first segment, the leadership toolbox, which was ki- kind of uh, predefined with a lot of experience, with a lot of research, nothing wrong with it. That was working very fine. But pandemic threw something on the humanity which nobody had imagined. Now, what changed during that? So there is a, a, a research which has come in and um, it, it has shown on certain parameters that what skills the businesses, the companies, or organizations are prioritizing, uh, and they're trying to address it through reskilling because uh, you cannot assume that by telling people they'll suddenly get reskilled on it. I'll just go through these and then we'll have a discussion in it. So, the first, there are some skills which uh, change. Not at all. Some change a little, some change some, and some change a lot. The three categories are put into it. And then also, there are, there are three more categories, social and emotional skills. That's number one. And then second is technological skills. And third is advanced cognitive skills. Now, in all these three, there has been a movement. And how the movement has been, like in leadership and managing others, which is basically social and emotional skill, there has been some change. There has been quite a bit of growth and need, need of that skill. Critical thinking and decision-making, there has been change. It's an advanced cognitive skill, but the change required during pandemic time is less than what was required in leadership and managing others. <clears throat> the third one, which I want to share with you, massive change is project management. That's advanced cognitive skill, but it has changed a lot. Because as you and I have seen, there's been a lot of work from home. You're managing things on Zoom or some uh, other platforms and Teams or something. So now every action, every activity kind of becoming a project management. How do you manage it? And then is adaptive, adaptability and continuous learning. 
And that has shown a change. It's again social and emotional skills, not a humongous change, but somehow reasonable amount of change. Basic digital skill, again, a massive change as close to project management because we don't need advanced uh, digital skills. We do not need to be IT skills and programmer. That has a minor change, not much of change in it, but this one, basic digital skills, switching, opening, uh, a Zoom meeting, MS Teams, how to take notes, how to use that technology. The next the one, which has a major, major change is in social and emotional skills, is interpersonal skills and empathy. Now, definitely, the kind of times you're going through and which you've been through, empathy will drive a lot of mileage. And it is very important to connect people and be careful about them because if, if we have life around us, if people are safe, they will take care of things. The business will come. So you have to decide the priority or focus. Then advanced data analysis and mathematical skills, that's a, a, a kind of technological skill, no change at all. Actually a little bit of decline, but you can say no change. And then quantitative and statistical skills. Yes, there has been some increase in it, but not a major increase. Complex information processing and interpretation. You would think that in such an environment, massive skilling needed there. No, it was not as the survey came in. So this is the situation but there was a leadership toolbox, as you rightly mentioned, and you talked about in segment one. On the other end, suddenly there has been a movement where the interpersonal skill, empathy, project management, leadership, and managing others, that has taken a major swing of the pendulum from left to right. That's, uh, that, that's absolutely right. Uh, I'm, I, I, I hear you uh, sort of framing these statistics and, it, start, it starts to uh, um, bubble in my head, you know, uh, this idea of, of leadership, uh, we have a tendency sometime to sort of over, make it too academic. You may, sometimes, we, yeah, sometimes we just try to think about it too much. And I think what the pandemic did is it really highlighted uh, the character of leadership, okay? Mm-hmm. It really did. You know, we have... It's, it's no secret. We, we, we sort of have this old model uh, of, of leadership, a little old model, I guess, not just in leadership, but in the whole workforce where we spend the first early years of our life learning how to do stuff. You know, we go to university, we go to school, we, we kind of fill up this big box of, of skills and capacities. And then we spend the rest of our life drawing down on that, on that box of skills. But the pandemic and was evident before the pandemic, but it wasn't implemented as much before the pandemic, is there's a new model. And that new model is you can go and get that information, but it's not always the information that is relevant to handle the current challenge. Okay. And so what we get inside of this, uh, this crisis that we're in is you get Highlight the, the, the leaders who got into it were really the leaders that, uh, that had some common characteristics, okay? Uh, and, and you spoke, you, will you tell us about uh, your research? You spoke directly to what I'm trying to say here, you know? Uh, good leaders had, have learned that it's not good enough just to draw on what you have learned, your, your current skills. Because though the challenges are similar in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in the current world, and especially in the, trans, in the pandemic, they're, they're not, they don't require the same skills. They might require some derivative of that skill. But what you have to do is you have to currently be learning what's going on. You have to be unlearning those things that don't make any sense anymore. And you've got to be relearning those, those, those differences that, that help you remain relevant in, in whatever your environment is. And, and I, I, I really, uh, your, your, uh, your statistic about uh, social skills, emotional skills, and that kind of stuff really strikes uh, a, a chord with me because uh, in my research, I look a lot about, uh, look at uh, uh, the idea that uh, leaders really 
good leaders don't seem to really lead from the head of the triangle, from the point of the triangle. Good leaders seem to lead sort of from the middle of the circle. Right. And what they're doing is they're sort of influencing everybody uh, around them. You know, when we say relationship building, we, we shouldn't mean just people that are external to the corporation. We're, we're talking about those that, that, uh, that uh, are inside the corporation also. We have a lot of good words for, it, you know, team building and uh, working together. But the reality is that, that we uh, leaders are primary influencers on how people think, okay? How people perceive their, their, their reality. And if we can do that, I think good leaders inside of the, 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 this uh, crisis provided all types of opportunities for autonomy inside, inside of their corporations. And, and so what does that do? What does that autonomy really do, allowing people to sort of act on their own? giving them some room within within an envelope, you know, that, that they can make some kinds of decisions, even not just the management folks, but even the even the 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 the, the floor workers, the, the 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 line workers, you know, uh, um, all of them, if they if they actually experience a bit of this autonomy, a very interesting thing happens. They begin they begin to gain more equity mm-hmm. in what they're doing. They feel more part of what they're doing. They feel like their, their part is, is important. Uh, and what they're doing is really adding, adding to the whole. And so th- th- I think my f- blinding flash of the obvious in, in leadership was that, uh, was that that basic thing that I, that I, uh, a friend of ours, uh, from New Zealand, uh, who we connected with uh, many times at uh, at Oxford, Catherine Korich uh, said to me at one point in time. She says, "Challenges demand kindness." Mm-hmm. Okay, and and it, that to me is you. It doesn't mean that you're going to take everybody to lunch, and what you. It simply means that you treat your people inside and out sort of probably the way that you would want to be treated or you treat them inside and out with you with a with a message that shows that you value their voice uh, shows that you uh, respect them or that that you your message should be you give them a certain amount of dignity and and I think from what I see from my research it, it looks to me that the the, the leaders that were did more than just stay relevant, but actually succeeded inside of this pandemic were those that did more than just voice values, okay? They did more than just say what their values were. What they did is they presented their message. They, they, they actually did things that showed uh, these, uh, you know, the, the folks around them, the people watching them, the people that they worked with, the people that they sold to, their demand, uh, people in their demand chain, that what they say, they actually do. And, and, and for me, that's what I hear inside of those statistics. I, 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 unless I heard wrong, I see a, a lot more what I would call movement inside of this, what do I want to call it, this, this idea of introspection or this idea of thinking, driving your, your emotions and your behavior coming out of your emotions. And when you get good thinking that, that gives you data where you can make better choices, you feel better about it. Your, 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 your emotions, your your perception, your attitude toward the situation changes. Not that that makes it, you know, the situation may, may not actually change. It may even get worse. But your 
confidence and your your group of influenced uh, folks build a stronger approach to the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, very well said. I, I think you're very right that say-do gap in leadership positions should be negligible or it should be reversed. It should be uh, do should be more than you say. And many of those things should be done uh, than said. So say, say do gap zero is always good in, in any position, but for management role or the leadership and you're trying, especially in the crisis mode, the do should be more, that your action should be reflecting what you want to say uh, and you have missed out sign, but it should be com- communicated by your actions. So thank you, JR. Great, great discussion. Uh, we will now take a short break and we'll continue our discussions after the break. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And we have with us uh, JR and we are... Having very interesting discussions, uh, we finished in last two segments talking about what has changed in leadership and what kind of leadership is needed in crisis. Very important because we are all in pandemic, uh, almost uh, hopefully trying to get out of it, all of us looking towards that. Uh, JR, we talked a lot about, you started in the first segment about the leadership toolbox, well-defined, well-researched. Yes, it was there, right or wrong. It was very useful. Then comes pandemic, situation changes, and you have to act very differently. The skill sets needed were very different. The leadership qualities needed very different. Now, uh, can we start in this third segment? So how do you transform that leadership? Or if you're a leader, how do you transform yourself into a leader from, let's say, pre-COVID situation to during COVID and post? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Mahesh, I, I've spent a, a good deal of time researching and writing about this very topic. And let me tell you, it really comes down to, in my mind, thinking differently. Mm-hmm. You know, to begin to, to understand that we understand it's all about process, it's all about performance, it's all about, it's all about uh, uh, being able to receive some kind of a return. Uh, and, and all of that stuff, uh, you know, uh, shareholders, stakeholders, however you want to qualify return, that, that, uh, that any good leader, any good businessman has to have in their mind all the time. But there are ways to think differently about getting to that point, to that objective. And, and my research tells me that there are about six little, what would I call them, um, uh, strategies. Let's call them strategies. Six little strategies that, that leaders can use. Uh, and, and this basically means that strategies that, that leaders, if they're not already doing, can begin to implement you know, uh, if you will, add to their toolbox. Uh, and they are strategies that 
that result in other kinds of benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the statistical uh, world is full, is replete with examples of how um, a more uh, a more stable, a more solidified, a more um, a focused team uh, of workers that you have, uh, the better the process, the better the product. Okay. And so these sort of kind of resolve uh, revolve around that, this idea that you began to have to think about um, these sort of little axioms here and and uh, and that that thinking uh, needs to be practiced. You need to be, you need to you need to try these things and practice them. I recommend a book for everybody. It's an older book, but it's called Quiet Leadership by a guy named David Rock. And it's just a good book to to kind of go through and think about this idea, as I mentioned before, sort of leading from the middle. Uh, being uh, Jr., the title is Quiet Leadership. Quiet, quiet, like quiet, be, quiet, okay. be quiet leadership, yeah. And, and uh, even some little workbooks, a uh, little workbook in it that, that gives you a chance to practice. But, but there are some things that, that we find are just essential to be able to have uh, a, a really, now I'm going to say a good leader. So I need to qualify that a little bit. For me, a good leader is a leader that not only is able to solve solutions with effective and efficient strategies, is, be, is able to uh, uh, provide a return on that. And that return is not just capital, but it, as you say in your opening comments, it is social, it is cultural, it is relational, okay? And so let's go, let's go through these little strategies, these little axioms. The first one, the first one is, uh, create and maintain relationships. That's a big thing that you that a leader always have to do. Has to do. You cannot forget them. You cannot neglect them. And this is all about the ability to be able to listen to voices and being very inclusive in that. Listen to all voices. Bring that data in, and then make decisions. Now, here's 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 a here's an axiom for you that my father told me, none of us are as smart as all of us. So, so listen to everybody. Now, collective you, wisdom is very important. Yep. And, and, and you, don't have to, you don't have to even agree with them, but you do have to listen to them. And there's a whole other process for another program talking about how we make decisions and choices. But it's important to always be able to to be cognizant of this process of always being relational in in what you do. The second one is you you have to consciously work as a team. I talked a little bit uh, in the other segment about this idea that it's not just um, saying that you're a team, but you have to consciously work as a team. That means you have to you have to give autonomy to the members of the team. You have to allow them to, to have their voice heard. Uh, yeah, you, you, you have to um, give them opportunities to, uh, uh, to perform in, inside of that autonomy. And, and uh, you have to be able to build motivation inside of that team. And it is something that uh, – that sometimes can be very difficult for some leadership styles to do that. Uh, and it's always understanding that what you bring out of that, you understand within that, you always, you always build that team autonomy uh, within an envelope. Uh, and, and if you're going to do that, you have to know, you have to be very specific about what your direction is. And, and, and that's my next point. The next point is that you have to be specific about setting your strategic direction. Everybody has to know why I'm, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why are we why are we doing this? We have to understand that we have a spe- specific direction that we're headed and 
that there are that there are methods to get there, uh, which 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 can be fungible. You can it can be movable. You, they have to be flexible. But there's a metric at the end of the process too, uh, that that you define, and that 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 can build more equity inside of your team and allow them to work better. Uh, and, 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 and this is also the, 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 the strategic direction is, is more of a broader, broader base, that, uh, a broader concept, I guess I should say. Uh, you have to create alignment inside your team to do that. You have to say, okay, in order to get there, um, you guys work on A, and you guys work on B, and you guys work on C. And then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come together again. We're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna figure out, uh, listen to people's ideas, and then we're going to and then we're going to move to the next piece, the next step, the next decision. You always use those pro- kinds of pronouns. We, mm-hmm. no, are going to work. And 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 the fifth one is that when you move through a process, and you're working toward producing a, a product, a result. You actually have to deliver that result, okay? Right. You, you can't you can't spend all your time all your time talking about it. That is what I call uh, the great placebo. Okay. Mm-hmm. The great placebo is we'll 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 talk about this forever. We can talk about it as long as you want. We'll even put money into into uh, uh, consultants and studies and all this stuff, but we don't actually get a result. Mm-hmm. We just get opinions or recommendations. You have to you have to build your process so at the end of the at the end of this process time you actually have a a, a result a measurable outcome. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the last one we heard a lot in your framing at the beginning of this is you have leaders have to learn how to cope with stress. They they have to, and and they have to do that in in whatever form their their character their emotions their their psyche needs uh, and that doesn't mean getting mad and throwing things across the room what that means is what that means is you've got to figure a way to get your lifestyle to a point where you change so you have times of introspection you have times of of uh, being able to communicate with yourself uh, and and you you can't let down that emotional side. You you can't let down that relational side. But you know, the inside of that, there is a there is a spiritual piece of each one of us um, uh, human beings. And you you can you can call it whatever you want. I'm not idea. You can call it religion. You can call it uh, meditation. You can call it introspection. But our brains need to be able to be able to think about their reality in a way that understands that, that uh, we're not by ourselves. Uh, you know, we, we are all part of, a part of something bigger than we are. We're all part of, of something. And if we, can, if we can get our mind around that, uh, it, it stress, our perception of how to handle stress changes dramatically. Now, that's not just for the leader. Leaders, leaders, first of all, have to have to consciously do that. Have to consciously figure out how they're going to cope with this with the stress of their world. If if you're not if you're a leader and you're not stressed at some point, um, then then uh, I, I want to know because I want a job like that. Okay. Yeah, either you're not stretching yourself or you're not aware of the issues you have. Yeah. But even if you're not aware of it, it'll hit you at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. It's better to know it sooner to hit it head on, solve it instead yeah. of waiting till it hits you. So it, there has to be stress whenever you're doing something. See, most of the athletes yeah. Yeah. seem to be super successful, maybe exactly. super rich too. Exactly. But the amount of stress they go through it, the, the good players, good athletes cope with the stress the best. To give their peak performance and while maintaining their self-esteem. Yep, that's right. That's right. And then the other side of that record is that you have to pass on that coping ability 
to your team, to your leaders. Because as a leader, whether you want to be or not, you are an influencer of the way people think. Mm-hmm. Just by, by the way you act, the, the, the way you react, by really the way that you handle any situation, mm-hmm. remembering that someone is always watching you. Someone is always watching you as a leader. Sure. And so I'm not saying you have to, you have to hide or you have to put on some kind of an aura. What you have to do is you have to get in touch with that spiritual piece, I'm calling it. And so you, it sounds very trite, uh, Mahesh, but I'm going to say you really have to know who you are. Absolutely. You really have to know that's really important, knowing yeah. who you are, that grounds you. That's a reference point and can move from there. They are very interesting discussion we had in this segment and earlier too. We will take a short break now and we will definitely continue this very intriguing discussion in our next segment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And uh, we are in a very fascinating discussion with uh, JR on the subject of uh, leadership, very important trait and very important requirements, especially in the times of pandemic, where it was, where it is, and where it would be in future. So JR, we covered uh, a lot of intriguing things and thanks for sharing your research, thought process, your writings. Now we are in the last segment, fourth segment. What do you think? What's gonna change post pandemic? Because it's a, it's a question in everybody's mind that would the businesses or would the life be back to normal, new normal, or something which you don't know where we would be? So how would leadership change? Would, would the leadership forget everything about what has happened and revert back to the comfort zone, which was like uh, a year to two years ago? Or would leadership pick up some new learnings and take it to the next level? Well, that, that is interesting. I, I, I've spent a good deal of time also thinking about this and having discussions about this. You know, uh, that, that is almost the, uh, the sort of the, the, the hot topic these days. Is So what's going to happen after the pandemic sort of goes away? And I, I would call it we get back to abnormal um, because the, the, the normal that we're all talking about, I don't know if we can actually define that to begin with. Yeah. As, as we talked earlier, you know, we've all, we've, before the pandemic, we've had all kinds of discussions, discussions of, of what the futures of work is going to look like, what, what the future of business is going to look like, what, they, what economics are going to look like. And then all of a sudden, bang, here we are right in the middle of it. And we've talked in our discussion today uh, about um, those kinds of uh, of leaders that had to had to be flexible and, and inside of the pandemic, uh, they had to be uh, they had to be innovative. They had to be asymmetrical in their thinking, 
and how how uh, that in in some cases uh, uh, was the big di- not in some cases I might even suggest in all cases uh, was the difference between um, a failure and success inside of this and so the question is are we going to remember the lessons of this pandemic when things quote unquote are normal again well if if we if we start moving back again to that old model it'll be it'll be a, a little bit surprising to me because some of the lessons that we've learned from inside of this is that this sort of new idea this new way of doing things is actually more effective and more efficient. And as a matter of fact, the potential for profit, the potential for increased margin, uh, and, the, and the potential for higher performance uh, was, was actually better inside of the pandemic. And, and I am not sure if any wise businessman is going to want to go back to the old way of doing things. You know, one of those, one of, just one example of that is, uh, is uh, the place, place-based business. You know, uh, I, I already know uh, I'm, I'm in uh, uh, the middle of the, the, what I would call the Midwest in the United States, in the middle of, uh, middle of Ohio. And uh, I look just in, this is a community, uh, uh, it is the 14th largest metropolitan area in the country. Mm-hmm. And so it has a lot of, of business, a lot of uh, educational uh, institutions, a, a lot of uh, 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 finance stuff. It's got some manufacturing. Uh, it's sort of a, uh, a commerce hub in this area. I know of, uh, of more than a handful of businesses that are not going to reopen their offices mm-hmm. after the pandemic. They've already said that. Not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the retail establishments that, that, have, that have taken a hit in this and are kind of going away. Like the, there, there'll, there'll probably be some semblance of the big box stores and all those kinds of things. But, but I, I think you're going to see some, some difference there. But what you begin to, begin to see is, is people have already started to implement some of the lessons that, that, will, that will go forward out, out of this. Now, it, what, what I am pretty sure of in, inside the business community is that if you find a way to move your process to be more efficient and more effective, give you higher performance and build your profit margin, uh, I, I think you'll stay there. Mm-hmm. And so I see, uh, I, I, I see a, a recovery from this. Um, you know, you see a lot of different uh, voices here. If it's going to be a slow recovery, if it's going to be a, going to be a fast recovery. Uh, and you see a lot of them in, in the political narrative, uh, but you do see a good deal of them in the economic narrative too. There, there's, there's voices on both, on both sides. And, and I, I think that we're, that we're going to have a, a, an economic recovery that's going to be steady and strong. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be fast or long, but it's going to be steady and strong because People are going to start. You already see it start happening. People are going to start start uh, uh, moving. They're going to be getting out. They're going to be they're going to be buying more. They're going to be traveling more. They're going to be uh, going to have um, uh, issues with uh, with coming back and getting back to education and training. Uh, but I think that in this pandemic that we've, that we've learned a little bit of a lesson, mm-hmm. this disruptive technology that we spend so much time talking about and thinking about, mm-hmm. uh, if we manage this technology, mm-hmm. uh, it can actually be, um, what do I want to call it? A, 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 it's already a primary driver of what's happening in business, but I think it can be one of the one of the most positive and essential 
uh, tools that we have for um, honing performance mm-hmm. and 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 bringing in uh, bringing in that sort of what I would call bottom line um, mm-hmm. uh, return. Okay. So yeah, that, that's kind of what I think, uh, and 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 there the ability uh, the ability of of leaders to retain these concepts, these lessons, and it has a lot to do with the way the leaders think. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that again, I, I, I glad you're sitting down because here I go. Uh, I, I think that some of these characteristics of creativity and leadership um, really became evident inside of the way leaders have have prospered or handled or failed inside of this pandemic you know uh, uh, these 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 basic concepts of of uh, uh, Acting on uh, on um, on our our skills, acting on our innovations, acting on our creativity to do things. Um, whereas uh, we're able to uh, again think asymmetrically, to be able to, the ability to perceive a world and and find patterns inside of it that can connect us to to real solutions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that was that was that was uh, that was evident before we got in the pandemic, but it became really, really uh, uh, primary uh, to success inside of the pandemic. I think it was, and again, that's almost the definition of asymmetric thinking, isn't it? You began to see patterns in a different way and began to see how you can how you can use them to your benefit. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, JR. And uh, we are at the end of our fourth segment and end of the program. But uh, uh, thank you so much for elucidating it so nicely. And uh, this, I have a lot of takeaways, and so would my, uh, our listeners be today. But beyond that, one very profound statement you made was the learnings of the pandemic, if they're not used or they're not leveraged to create the next level of leadership and moving on and going back either to the earlier proven traits of leadership would probably not a desirable situation for the whole humankind. Because for the whole human race, you always learn, you continuously improve and move to the next one. And unfortunately, we are in a situation of pandemic, but for the leadership, it has a humongous lesson in leadership in crisis. And uh, the, the, the real wisdom comes from learning from it and changing with it, utilizing it with the past knowledge what we have and creating something new so that that new innovation takes the human race to a next level. It, it, it raises the leadership qualities, traits, competencies, skill set to pull people to outperform their own capabilities. And that's the true leadership. And the learning here from pandemic while leading in the crisis can be merged with so-called only performance driven of how to bring empathy into it, the kindness you talked about and how to build the interpersonal skills. Not that some of the successful leaders are not doing it. Maybe they're ahead of their times, but the lessons are available to the whole lot now. Everybody has seen the same situation. Everybody has seen what worked, what didn't work. So it is an opportunity for leadership to gain immensely from this crisis and take the whole situation and the thought process, the wisdom uh, and the intellectual capabilities and the execution capabilities of the human race to the next level. So, uh, Jair, I really thank you for uh, such an interesting discussion today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's our goal all the time to live outside of ourselves. Very uh, true. Good leaders. Okay. And I, it was a great discussion. I always enjoy talking with you. And um, thank you very much. Uh, an honor, a privilege to, uh, to be on the show.
You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week. Thank you.